Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Monday Memo. Hope you've been enjoying listening to Strength in the Numbers show again. It was great to see the response this week and uh, thanks for your messages and listening in. Really appreciated it. Really enjoying being back, uh, sharing the latest trends and what's going on in the finance communities with you all. And a topic that's been resonating with a lot of people and I've been doing a good bit of research on is actually... How do we as finance professionals manage now working in this hybrid environment the teams were in? So, for example, whether someone is completely remote working from home five days a week, or as they say, it's a hybrid approach where they're in the office a few days and maybe work from home others. And there's other people who are actually full time in the office, whether that's out of choice or because it's their, their role demands it. But I believe this trend is just not going away. It's, it's something that's going to stay with us. There was a really interesting analysis done by Microsoft. They call it a trends index from probably a few months ago, actually. And what they were saying was that, yes, this flexible working is here to stay. There's looks like anyway, initially, that there's higher productivity from it. But the people engaged in this flexible approach are experiencing some exhaustion, which then has some well-being impacts. But a major advantage for those of you listening in today is that talent now is everywhere in a hybrid world. That was a third point from the Trends Index. And I have to agree with it. Um, leading teams as well, being able to hire people across the world has really opened uh, things up. But the challenge for all of us, whether it's as a leader of a finance team, whether it's as a business partner, having our stakeholders and the people we work with uh, working in this hybrid manner where they're not necessarily at an office, they could be at home. It's just more than likely we're not all going to be in the same meeting room or in the same office or building going forward. And that's okay because you can still build high performance teams around that. And I was looking to say, well, what are the sort of key takeaways we should have from this Monday memo today? And uh, I still think it's based around the, the core principles of high-performing teams. So there's four elements involved in high-performing teams. It seems uh, maybe, maybe we call the first one flexibility. A lot of surveys done around this hybrid work seem to be putting the preference of team members and employees for this hybrid way of working at around 80 to 90% preference rate. And if you were to break it down further you're probably looking at about maybe 30% of people saying they want to be home full-time. Then you've got probably 50 to 60% of people saying they're more than happy to come into the office or or work environment for one or more days a week. And then you've got maybe 10 to 15%, give or take, of people who would actually prefer to be in the office full-time. So high-performing teams nowadays... The preference there is a flexibility. I think we've all heard of adaptability. So I think that a lot of us uh, resonates for us is having that adaptability and flexibility in high performing teams. The second point, which probably comes more to the fore now, is equity, is making sure. I mean, we should have always been doing this, but empowering our team members to have the uh, tools available, the, the training, the technology available to be successful. Maybe we need to look at our operating environment, our operating system a bit more to make sure that people are engaging but work in the right way that 
if we go back to the trends index analysis that yes they're contributing in the right way to the team the productivity is there but they're not burning out that is the risk of this uh, more hybrid approach when we do, definitely don't want that we want people being able to give their best uh, when they're available to give their best and when the organizations need them to give them the best so there's that equity side of it but also the accessibility element of that equity is for example when people are taking on new roles now they might not be meeting in person their team members at all they might have their i don't know laptops or or those tools and stuff sent out to them in the post and they've got to figure their way through they've got to be supported and they've also got to get that time with the more uh, senior members of the team uh, so that they can develop their brand with them but also how, how to support stakeholders and business partners if that's what's required from their role as well so that accessibility angle and equity angle needs strong consideration perhaps where we might have just took some of that for granted in the past that things just happened we need to be a bit more mindful about that experience for our team members and our business partners as well in this hybrid environment some interesting points now and, and insights coming around the third element of high performance teams which is around communication uh, and i sort of maybe reinforces the the previous point a bit is that and i think nowadays we need to document our key workflows and processes what we want them to be or believe them to be and make sure they're working as intended particularly when it comes to to communicating when we need to like for instance like if we're having team meetings or meetings with business partners, what should the process be? Should we be all on video? How frequent should they be? What are the outcomes? You know, things that maybe, again, we probably just got on with it and did it. But the, the reason why I sort of say that is, is what, what type of communications do we want in high-performing teams? Uh, we should at least document what's involved with that and then measure against how well we're performing. So, for instance, one survey done was that whether or not to have the video on, say, on a Zoom or a Teams call. And 80% felt that having the video on improved the trust amongst those within those meetings. So, yeah, I think that study was from Zoom. And if people don't get that necessary visibility or the communications aren't working, then how can you say you're a high-performing team? If anything, that talent, again, that was identified in the trends index, that is everywhere. It could easily be lost to another organization that has got a better uh, communication approach that's a bit probably a bit more inclusive. It's a bit more intentional. Maybe that's the word I should have used earlier on is intentional and can at least measure that it's doing the right things in this space around giving people the appropriate levels of visibility, but also getting the communications right between stakeholders and team members. And then the last one is, I guess it's, you could call it belonging element of a high performance team. Uh, you know, if you look in, in your own lives as well, you say you tend to probably give more effort towards something you feel like you're you're part of. You feel that uh, you belong in some way or that your your talents are appreciated. And, uh, you know, it's no different in high performing teams, because if you think about it, we spend an awful lot of time at work as it is. And really, it comes back to then, in effect, generating a good experience for everyone else in those teams, in those meetings when you're together uh, to create that sense of belonging so, for instance, in meetings, it's important at the beginning to check in to see how teams are doing. You'll give people the opportunity to speak about what's going on in their world, whether it be work or outside, and how they're feeling. I know that seems a bit fluffy, but these are the times we live in, and it actually works really well. 
sometimes just simply having people being heard at the start of a meeting it's great but it also reminds everyone else that this other person is out there as well the other element is fostering opportunities for collaboration for people to work together and really cool way that we found in our teams that's been working well is sharing responsibilities for arranging meetings so picking the the main topics even down to team building events as well sharing those opportunities around it's it's great how creative people can become at coming up with opportunities for the team to collaborate on work and fun activities as well uh, depending on how you want to structure those but to create that sense of belonging that's part of all high performance teams i suppose building on a key principle that's in all good teams is that trust right that probably runs through all of those four key elements it's probably the foundation there is trust is that uh, people in those teams feel like uh, everyone in the team has each other's back so look hope you found this week's episode useful and i guess a key element of making sure that we're doing the right things when it comes to being part of hybrid teams leading them contributing collaborating within them is that Again, like this episode, it's like sharing what's working well and and perhaps what could work better. It's a great way of sustaining relationships and improving things, uh, not just for ourselves, but for those around us. And that's why we do the Strength in the Numbers show, so we can share exactly what is working well, what could work better, who's doing what, what we're finding out as we explore this uh, mixing world between digital and human and, and, and all these trends that we're seeing. And similarly, I'd love to understand what's working well for you in this space and even ideas for future episodes or guest mentors to bring onto the show that you say this person's doing great here. I'd love to know more about this. Uh, please reach out. You can comment on these posts or you can track us down on, say, LinkedIn. We have a Strength in the Number show page or you can message me directly at Andrew Codd on LinkedIn as well. So look, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Do really appreciate it when you share it with your friends and colleagues like you've been doing. It's it's really awesome to see the show growing to listeners in all those 170 countries and keep growing. We don't really actively push this show. So again, you're the ones growing this and really appreciate it. Right, so that's enough for me today. So hope you all have a fantastic week ahead. Take care of yourselves and let's keep on building our strength in the numbers.